Welcome, 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 guys, to our the next episode of the MYP show. And we are here with Rachel Clancy, who has become someone who I've, I've looked up to in the podcast space. And, and a lot of these initial guests are people that I've admired from afar or admired virtually. And, and she's someone who initially caught me with her LinkedIn title, frankly, which was I think she does a great job of really kind of highlighting her value on her profile. And on LinkedIn, if you type in Rachel Clancy podcast super connector, you'll find her. But with a, a title like that, I had to uh, obviously grow my network and, you know, full of podcast hosts, but I've been trying to ingratiate myself or just immerse myself as a better word into the industry. And she's someone who has continued to pop up on my feed and continue to pop up. And other people have talked about her as well. And so her profile says that she helps visionary entrepreneurs 10x their reach in 12 months or less by booking them on perfectly suited podcasts filled with their ideal clients. And I think that that's a perfect title. There's a lot in there, but that's what we're going to get into today is how to get on podcasts, the value of podcasts, why you need to be doing it. Maybe we'll talk a little bit about how to do it. But with all that being said, thank you so much, Rachel, for spending some time with us today. Hector, I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me on. So tell us a little bit about the story, right? We'll, we'll talk. We'll talk a little bit about the tactics and the strategies, maybe afterwards. But I'd love to know about how you got into what you're doing, how you decided that podcasts and podcast industry was where you were going to make your mark and and build your business. Can you let us know about how you got here? Absolutely. Yeah. So not a lot of people actually know this, but I um, started off and not a lot of people know this, but I um, I used to be a musician and a teacher in, in schools. So basically go around to primary schools and teach music. And last year when COVID hit, schools were closed and I basically no longer had any forms of income. Uh, because the wedding industry just like stopped and also I couldn't go into the schools as I said so I started I just did a course I it popped up a friend of mine uh, was doing it on, on like how to book people onto podcasts and I absolutely love podcasts so I said okay well let's give this a go and okay well what else can I do I'm just I'll just do this and so I I start I did went through the course and within basically a couple of weeks, I got my first client and started booking him on two podcasts. And I was just blown away. I was like, wow, this is amazing. And I started to realize that helping people spread their message through podcasting is a really, really amazing thing to do. And I was really, really just really enjoying it. So I started getting more clients, getting building relationships with podcast hosts and building my business and I started to really get traction. I started to get noticed by the person and my friend who developed the podcast booking course and he started featuring me on on some of the interviews that he was doing for what's called Side Hustle Heroes and then after a few more months and we were chatting more about it, how the potential of it, how we're helping so many people and we decided to partner up and create something even bigger. So, and to have like an even bigger impact. So that kind of brings us up to today where partnered up with Side Hustle Heroes with the co-founder and CEO of Marketplace Superheroes, Stephen Summers, and have an amazing team right now to that we are growing 
and helping other people grow their reach as well. So that's the story. That's the origin story. That's wonderful. And so cool that you were able to find something so maybe it wasn't quick necessarily in, in your eyes, but something so quick in, in these challenging times. You know, a lot of people are looking for those opportunities and podcasts. You took an interesting spin on it because you didn't, yours wasn't creating a podcast, but really supporting people in that space or in that industry. And I'd love to know, what would you say or what would you attribute to your secret sauce, right? You know, in terms of what do you see as the differentiator and what you bring to the equation? I think that there were all these people who kind of jumped at the opportunity to partner with you just as you saw the opportunity there. What value did they see from you or what were you able to really figure out or execute at a high level that you think made that that partnership so much sense? Yeah, well, that's a really good question. And it's actually something I was actually talking to one of my friends and other podcast hosts about today. And I've come to realize that being like, oh, I'm so great or anything, but there's a certain skill in connecting people and seeing a good connection that comes very natural to me. It's very intuitive. And I've talked to many people about this, about being a connector. And I didn't even know that it even existed before I started any of this, but it's actually quite intuitive knowing who is a good fit on what podcast or or looking at podcasts and seeing, oh, this is a, a really, really good fit for this client or the other way around. So it's It's basically being able to join up those dots and to see possibilities and see angles and see opportunities to give to people to suggest, oh, maybe this angle, your listeners would really like that. And just to have it like that, I think that's the skill. For me, that's what is why I enjoy doing this. And then I guess the proof is in, in the pudding, really. I guess like my clients really enjoyed being on all the shows that they were on and the hosts really enjoyed the clients. To be honest, I was just like, oh, great. You know, it was just a thing that that came natural to me. And so I guess just doubled down on that. And now having having partnered with uh, Stephen and and, uh, Side Hustle Heroes, now we've like a lot more to offer to the industry, which would be mentor, like being a part of a mastermind group that's run by an eight-figure business owner, which is huge, you know, and that just all comes as part of what we can offer now. So there's a lot more that we can offer right now. When it was just me and that connector skill and to see that, I'm sure you, you have that skill as well, Hector. I'm sure that I know that you connect up a lot of people too. So I'm sure you can relate, right? I can. I don't know that I'm, I would say I'm as great as you, but I do, I can relate. And I know the value of being able to match or understanding the value of having the right guest for the right show. Right. And the right guest on the wrong show is not going to work. And so I think that a lot of people, it's kind of there are a lot of podcast marketing strategies, but there's a clear best one. And no one seems to argue about which one is the best one and most effective, efficient one. And that is to be a guest on on other shows. And that's essentially what you do for both people. It's a great tool for people who have a podcast and they want to grow their podcast, but it's also a great tool for anybody who wants to sell, market, promote, share anything. Absolutely. So I'd love to know what's the big thing that either people are missing about being a guest and they have like their big aha moment, or what is the big thing that you find people are like, what's the why 
that people are missing or, or what's the why that people have for wanting to be a guest on a podcast? Yeah, that's a really good question. I think the biggest why I would say is the power of leveraging other people's audiences. You know, as well as I do, and a lot of people listening know how hard it is to actually build up your following to a, to a, to a significant level. And being able to go on to other people's shows and being endorsed by a podcast host in front of listeners who already know, like, and trust the host. And and on top of that, listeners who are in your ideal client sort of avatar, all of those things is combined, is one of the best things you can do for your brand and for your business. And quite frankly, people can't see, well, I'm sure everyone can, but yeah, seeing the value in leveraging podcast guesting is an absolute no-brainer for anyone who wants to grow their business and get in front of more people. Yeah, I honestly, I wish I was good at what you do and correspondence and follow-up and pitching and the whole process because because we do it for our clients, but it, I, I wouldn't say it's our bread and butter, nor would I say that it's our strong suit. So I think that you're absolutely right. And that, that value, I'm frankly, I'm a little jealous because it is such a no-brainer in terms of if someone is looking to grow their podcast or if someone is looking to sell anything via podcast, podcast, uh, being able to go on a podcast tour, get on and book a lot of podcasts is huge. One thing that I, I thought would be important to, to just note or talk about is the difference between podcasts and let's say Instagram influencers or TikTok influencers or, you know, YouTube ads or, or anything. And, and you mentioned being endorsed by a host. And I think that also the, the fact that a lot of times they're listening to a podcast for 20, 30, 45, you know, sometimes an hour over an hour where they're getting a chance to develop a relationship and connect with these guests is not something that happens on Instagram or TikTok. They just swipe past posts and TikTok videos are 15 seconds sometimes. And so podcasts are on the opposite end of that. Do you think that that is that a part of your value add or is that a part of something that you guys see that makes podcasts stand out among other ways of advertising? Yeah, absolutely, Hector. You really just encapsulated that that value there really well and explained it really well. It's basically unheard of to get 45 minutes, an average of 45 minutes, 30 minutes, as you said, 20 minutes even of time of uninterrupted attention from an audience. Podcast listeners, they are, I think it's 80% of podcast listeners listen to the entire episode uh, right to the end. And, you know, as a podcast listener my, myself, I know that to be true, you know, and uh, and listening to somebody for that length of time and getting to know them is all a part of getting to know, like, and trust the person. And you mentioned earlier about other people's podcasts to sell, but really it's kind of talked to our clients about giving value on the podcasts instead of thinking of it, you know, oh, you're there to sell. It's more like you're there to let the audience know how much value you can bring and share as much as you can. And um, by listening, you know, by letting the audience hear your expertise, they're just going to have a way better understanding of who you are as a person. And that compared to, like you said, Instagram, it's just you can't really compare it, can you? It's just it's just unheard of as a for as a medium. And I think honestly, it's probably one of the most undervalued forms of advertising there is right now it's comp it's really really undervalued well yeah especially in the grand scheme of things right if you think about what the predecessor was right was going on a radio show 
and radio shows are notoriously, and new shows and stuff like that, the other form of PR was notoriously, what's the word I'm looking for? They were shallow, notoriously shallow is kind of what I'm, what I'm trying to get at, right? Whereas the, the interviews are short. They oftentimes are very, uh, you know, promotional or you don't really get to go deep. Mm. And podcasts offer this unique medium where, where they really can go deep. And I think that that was something that early on some, uh, a, a lot of people really understood, right? And knew that, that the listeners of a certain podcast were a lot more engaged than the followers of an Instagram page or the followers of a TikTok page or, you know, even, even YouTube, you know, all, all these different f- forms of influencer marketing. So I think that's, that's fantastic. And, and we've, uh, if you guys have gotten to this part of the interview and you listeners of the, the NYP fam have gotten this far and you, you aren't on board with the fact that you need to put effort into being a guest or having some sort of guesting strategy, then go back and listen to the beginning of this podcast. But let's talk about some of the tactics and talk about some of the the what's, right? When you, when you, you know, if someone were to, if you had to explain, right? If someone said, okay, so how do you do what you do in, and maybe it's, it's simplest or most elegant terms, however you want to put it, what is the actual process and what does it actually look like to, to go out and, and get these guest spots? Absolutely. Yeah. And really happy to share this as well. So the, at the, at the start of the process, well, it goes without saying that we know really at an intimate level, we know our clients and we know their message and we know everything about our clients. So when we know that, we know how to find the right shows. So I don't know if you want me to talk about uh, how, do, how do we make sure that we know clients well enough or... Well, let's go from the podcast guesting part. I think if that's if that is a significant enough part of your process, then I think it's important to share because, frankly, I think people are starting from scratch. And obviously, Rachel can't give all of her trade secrets and all of the insider. But in doing this, too, you know, even at an elementary level, I'll tell you that. It's in the execution, right? She, Rachel could tell you and she can give you the recipe, but unless you're going to get in the kitchen and actually you know, go in and bake it, nothing's going to happen for you. So, Well, as I said, I'm absolutely happy to share this. Yeah, so I mean, I think it's um, really important then. Like, so are you listening if you are looking to get onto podcasts? The first thing that you must do is to be really, really super clear on your messaging, first of all, and for, first and foremost on your messaging and what exactly you can give as a piece of value to podcasts. And this is not just one thing. Uh, you can build up your repertoire, I guess, or inventory of points and topics that are actionable and useful for your audience. So you want to build that list and ideally between, you know, five and seven really, really solid pieces of value that you can share on a podcast is a great place to start. And then the next thing to do is to, you you probably already know this, but like who your ideal client is and, and what podcasts they listen to. So it mightn't always be straightforward. Mightn't always be thinking of an example now. You know, for example, if you're an entrepreneur and you're like one of our clients teaches people or helps people, you know, get high value leads on LinkedIn. And of course, some of his listeners are on entrepreneurship podcasts, but also some of his some of his ideal 
clients would listen to entrepreneurship podcasts, of course. Others will listen to mindset podcasts, for example. So we have our client on variety of, of different categories of podcasts and dependent so dependent on who your ideal client is you really think broadly as to what podcasts they're listening to and it's important not to sort of put yourself in a box either so if you just think about yourself and how many different types of podcasts you listen to slightly your listeners are going to do the same so after you think after you decide on the categories of podcasts that you think your listeners listen to then basically it's a case of doing doing your research and um I'll I'll walk you through this process we stick to um to iTunes and basically a great way to start is to find somebody in your niche that's maybe a little bit ahead of you, already a name for themselves, and go and search all of the podcasts that that person has been on. For example, you know, you could do somebody like Gary Vee or like Russell Brunson, someone who has been on a lot of podcasts before. That will really help you to get your initial research done. You know, find, get the list of those podcasts together and some of them mightn't be a good fit for you but some of them might be so that is the next step is is finding the right podcasts then the next step in the process and you know if you're doing doing this yourself it's a little bit different but the next step is to reach out okay so i mean if you if you're representing yourself i personally think the best way to do that if you're if you're pitching for yourself is to connect first off on social media another way to do do this is to you know, you can start by sending an email, but we all know how cold emails are difficult at, at best to get a good open rate and quite time consuming. So what I would say to your listeners, Hector, is to, you know, reach out on a social media platform such as LinkedIn, at wh- wherever they're most active and, you know, just s- introduce yourself and be quite candid and say, hey, like I've listened to your show. I'd really love to be a guest on on your show. So that would that would be one approach for sure. Um, what we do for our clients is an email pitch, and really the most important thing when you are reaching out to the podcast is it's it's fine, of course. You know, hey, I'd love to be a, a guest on your show, but there has to be a why. You know, you have, there has to be a good reason or for the podcast host to say like. Oh yeah, of course you'd be a good fit on my show. So how you can do that, just making sure that your message and what you have to share will resonate with the podcast host and they'll be able to see straight away, oh yeah, that'll be really good for my audience. So it's, you know, a little bit of when we talked before about getting your messaging right and getting your topics together, like putting them together with great great copy that will stand out and kind of get attention is one of the great ways that you can get the attention of the podcast host. For example, it could be one of one of our other clients. He, one of his, his topics is his unique philosophy on how he went from zero to eight figures in less than five years. So something that stands out and it's like, oh, I'd really like to listen to hear more about that. So finding that kind of messaging and that unique angle in which to position yourself is really important to grab the attention of the host. Now, I mean, there's all sorts of ways. There's like no wrong or right way to reach out. And as I said, when you're doing it for yourself, it's it can be, you know, when you're representing yourself, it can be a lots of different ways you could do like an audio recording you could do a video recording like somewhere something that would stand out i wouldn't necessarily recommend doing email for representing yourself whereas you absolutely can 
but audio and video will help you stand out a little bit more. So, I mean, yeah, our process, basically the value that what we have done over time is built our relationship with hosts. So when we reach out, you know, we're not necessarily strangers anymore. We've built up a relationship and podcast hosts are aware of what we do and they know the quality of our clients. And that's the really beautiful thing about, well, about the work and why it is so rewarding is just like reaching out, connecting, making connection, genuine connections with people is, is a really wonderful part of it. But as I said, like we, we, we of course always are reaching out to more and more um, podcast hosts all the time. So it would, it is absolutely email reach out. We also connect on LinkedIn to podcast hosts and the follow-up is absolutely crucial. I know Hector, you mentioned that at the, at the top of the show that following up is a big part of it. Um, uh, there's a saying like the fortune is in the follow-up. I can't tell you how many times, you know, I've followed up and followed up even twice or three times and then it's like oh yeah thanks for following up yeah of course we'd love to have your guests on the show so following up and being persistent and we're all humans so putting it on a spreadsheet where you're like you remind yourself or is auto reminders or whatever system you want to use but uh, just making sure you do follow up at regular sort of inter intervals we like to do like five days seven days ten days Reckon days in between our contact with our host, but um, everyone is a little bit different in that way. Hope that gave uh, gave a kind of a good overview of the process. Maybe a bit a bit of a long kind of process, uh, Hector. But hopefully that would that helped you there. Yeah, I think it, it's great because. That's the process, guys, you know, and, and obviously they've built up some goodwill and some connections and some relationships that they can lean on now. And, and you can look to do that in the same way. But it really is that simple. Um, so as we kind of round out here, I'd love to know, are there any things that stand out as just easy do's or do nots in, when it comes to reaching out like simple, small, easy things that you wish you had known at the start of this process that you kind of learned by making your mistakes? Absolutely. Yeah, I can think of one off the top of my head is, um, uh, and it's funny because we were actually having a bit of a, a joke about this uh, today with the team. <laughs> and we were looking over my old, like my old emails that I uh, sent out. And, and basically there is a structure that you, sh that you, I won't say should have, but like is definitely recommended uh, when you are doing email outreach, uh, outreaches. And like, I can, I can take you to the basic structure, but the main point is, and this is what I used to do, by the way, <laughs> it's like, I used to have like these big, long paragraphs in the email, which if you're, if you don't like reading novels, <laughs> you definitely wouldn't like to read my email. So, um, so like keeping your, I know it's, I sound very basic, but keeping your sentences short and to the point and not having long paragraphs of text in an email really, really help. That's the first thing. And then the second thing is, you know, within that email, open up as in when you're open, when you're saying hi and you're introducing yourself, uh, think of yourself like a friend, like you're talking to a friend. So try not to make it too formal and start off, introduce yourself. And then the next thing, so introduce yourself briefly. The next thing that should happen in this email is to talk about, not about you, but about the host and make sure that if you're pitching 
to a podcast host and make sure that you listen to their podcast. I know it might sound obvious, but uh, believe me, I've talked to many, many podcast hosts now at this point, and it's the one thing that they, they do not like is when they get an email pitch and it's just there's no, no relevancy and they the person who's pitching clearly hasn't listened to the episode or to the podcast. So what I would recommend is you listen to the host's podcast. You make like at least two points about what their message or their mission is on that podcast and listen to an episode say like hey I listened to you know this episode with a previous guest and talk about what they talked about just like one little point it doesn't have to be an essay <laughs> as I said or like a big long paragraph full of text but a nice sentence and but just you're basically just showing the host that you care you know that you've listened to the podcast and you are genuinely interested in being on there so after you you know make make that sort of the icebreaker like then you can talk a little bit about yourself and then go into the topics that you um, are going to share with their audience and like I said before those topics uh, you you want to work the copy of those to make them sound good and interesting and intriguing and then close it off so like it does the email does end up being a substance to it but at the same time keep the sentences short and no like big long blocks of text that I used to do <laughs> um, which I don't do anymore <laughs> so yeah they, they would be like the two big tips those are great points and I think making it easy to read is a is a huge tip that can save you a lot of time and that also translates over into you're going to send them a, a message people they tune out long blocks of text and so keeping it simple and short is uh, it's fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. And there's actually one thing you remind me of is podcast hosts like yourself, Hector, like you're, they're busy. You're are busy and more often than not get a lot, like get a ton of podcast um, pitches every day. So you do not want to become the pile that doesn't get read. <laughs> Let's put it that way. <laughs> yeah, Absolutely. And the, the bigger the, the shows, the more that they're dealing with. And so the, the more on point that you need to be. Yeah. Rachel, this has been uh, this has been fantastic. I'm, I'm sure that there will be a follow up for part two of this conversation, because I know that we can go so much deeper and I know that we can spend so much more time on on each of these process, each part of the process. And uh, I just want to thank you for for being willing to share so much and, and give so much about um, what you guys do, because, you know, I, I know that the the obviously you guys have a secret sauce, no doubt, but the secret is in just the execution and in doing it. I think one thing that they underestimate how many people they need to reach out to in order to to see anything of significance uh, in terms of responses. So what do you what do you suggest in terms of how many people should they put on that list when they're doing that initial research of other shows that kind of fit for them? Yeah, that's a fantastic question, Hector, because, well, it it definitely varies uh, on how many podcast guesting guest appearances that you want to do so say for instance if you were looking to get on a high high volume of shows and you wanted consistency then it makes sense that there is high volume of outreach and a consistent volume so to answer your question what we're seeing right now is on average if we send out 20 emails we may get five back okay we may get five replies 
which may seem that's good. good. People. I think that's great. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah, that is good. But for for your listeners, it might be like what you know, um, twenty for for five, um, and you know, they're just replies. So I would say to get your consistently booked on between six and eight podcasts per month or in other words, like two to three per week, you would definitely want to be reaching out to at least 50 a week, if not, if not more, but at least 50 shows per week. And so, I mean, if you did a little bit of simple math, that would be 200 podcasts in a month. And yeah, just that, that would be around the numbers. And I guess we kind of touched on it before. It is important to keep keep track of who of who you're sending out or what date you're sending it and make sure you're, you probably know exactly what I'm going to say but be sure, make sure to follow up yeah well it's not going to happen in um Overnight, I know one of our mutual friends, Jeremy Slate, has a, a story notoriously of him following up with I forget which celebrity it was, but you know he's landed some big guests from following up for for years, and the, the power of that is immeasurable. So, Rachel, yeah. if um, if they want to get connected, stay connected with you or anything that that you're doing, or you know want to look into what you guys do for podcast booking, where can people find out more info? Yeah, great question, and and before I say that I just there is one kind of really cool story just to follow on from your mention mentioned this that Jeremy reaching out for months and months and maybe even years at, at, for to get some of his really big big guests but really cool like little story is we well, I started reaching out back in September I you know we obviously have everything in database it's all documented what day I started reaching out so this big show um I don't know if I'll name <laughs> name the show uh, but I, well yeah Jake Jake Randall is the the host Profit Junkies is the podcast and and I was looking at this podcast for quite a big time so like just on a side note please do not reach out everybody at the same time too. <laughs> but anyway yeah I started reaching out to him and to his team like back in September okay so like now at, at this time of recording um, it's February and and we've just landed the place on on the show a few like probably about two or three weeks ago but now that relationship is going on to build another relationship with another big show. So, so that that will just kind of just to go to show. I could have just sent one or two or three follow ups, but I, you know, like. I just very not in like a sort of an angry like why aren't you answering me definitely don't do that by the way everyone (laughs) so but you're just like following up every when it gets to the point where they're just not replying like you reach out on social and you do it very gently and very friendly and but it does take time and you can absolutely get results if you're you know just consistent and persistent at, at it. So so yeah, that that's just like a little a little story there. And now you know we're creating really great relationships with uh, Taxbot and the team there too. But so, yeah, so to answer your question, what the best place to find us? Well, certainly the best place to reach me is on LinkedIn. So if you go to Rachel Clancy um podcast super connector you can uh, just uh, send me a connection invite and leave just a note that you heard me here uh, with Hector on on the podcast uh, that's like the best way to get in touch with me directly and uh, then to find out more about our services and what we do you can find all of that at growmyreach.com 
This has been a enlightening, it's been a informative and very educational, but affirming podcast interview. Um, I think this is all something that people can do. And if you don't want to do it yourself, then you can go hire Rachel to do it for you. <laughs> awesome. Well, Hector, it's been an absolute pleasure. I'm, you know, as I said, really, really enjoyed, enjoyed our chat and like really excited to be here. And thank you so much for inviting me on the show. You're very welcome. Thanks guys for tuning in and we'll see you on the next MYP show. Thanks for listening to the MYP show. We know that there are plenty of podcasts that you could be listening to and plenty of things you could be doing. So we appreciate you spending some time with us today. If you want more help marketing your podcast, go to www.amplifymedia.com. That's A-M-P-L-A-F-Y media.com. And you can check out all of our free resources and download our podcast marketing cheat sheet. We hope you are healthy and thriving and can't wait to see you on the next episode of the MYP show.